Hello, everyone. My name is Brandon Sidlow, and you may know me as the host of the Croc Attack podcast, which is the podcast where I talk about all things crocodilian related. I've never done any other kind of podcast before. However, what, what many of you may not know is that I used to be a music journalist when I was very young. When I was in my early 20s, I did some, I kind of interned as a, as a music journalist. I wrote a lot of reviews. I interviewed a lot of music, musicians. I went to a lot of shows. And I've maintained this intense interest in music in the background for the entirety of my adult life. And my interest in music is limited to non-mainstream music. So... What you'll find me listening to is not the stuff that you'll find in the Billboard Top 10 or the Billboard Top 20, and nowadays probably not even the Billboard Top 200. Uh, It's not because I'm um, prejudiced against anything that makes it on the Billboard. I just find that a lot of the popular music of the past, well, almost every decade, except maybe the late 60s and uh, some parts of the 50s and maybe the early 90s, for the most part I find... Music that's on the you know the majority of music that's on the radio that's on um, that's on the Billboard top twenty top two hundred even is largely just kind of I don't know it doesn't really do anything for me it's very commercial sounding it's uh, overproduced there's a lot of auto tuning it just it just seems very artificial it doesn't seem like an honest um, expression of emotion or of um, artistry or, or anything else. It just seems kind of like a popularity contest, and it seems a lot of it seems like it was like created in a boardroom by you know whatever their corporate overlords are at some of these uh, these record labels. So that's not to say there isn't a lot of great music out there. There is great music in every era, and there is great music being made right now. So much of it, it's hard to even keep track. I spend uh, hours on my free time uh, scouring the, the website Bandcamp. I think Bandcamp has single-handedly saved music in over the past decade or so um, because pretty much anybody can make music there. So you don't have any need for big major labels, anything like that. They have a lot of indie labels on there, but you don't even need that. You can just create music and upload it there. And so I go through there and I find all kinds of stuff. There's so much great music in in any genre, no matter what genre you like. Um, You can find something there that you really like. So that's what I do nowadays. And then, of course, I also have the classic bands that I really like. Uh, My favorite era of music um, is underground music from the late 1970s through to the, the early 1990s. That would be my favorite era for underground music. So a lot of the 80s as well. And, of course, that also happens to coincide with a lot of the punk era. So, yes, I like a lot of punk rock, but that's not the only stuff I like. Um, I like a lot of stuff, just that most of it happens to be um, underground music. So, I decided, since I have a, what I'd like to think, a wealth of knowledge about bands, not so much about music itself, um, because I'm not a musician, but about the different bands, the different genres, and all this stuff that I've been listening to. I mean, I, I, I don't like Spotify. I don't use Spotify. I just, I buy music. I download music. If, it, if it's too rare, it's out of print, I'll download it from something like uh, SoulSeek, which is a P2P sharing program. But I have about probably around 300 or 400,000 songs on my hard drive. So I have a lot of music, and I listen to a lot of it, and I really love it. So I figured I'd create a show that allows me to share my love of music with everybody else. You may or may not enjoy this, but what I do ask of you is if you don't enjoy one song, you don't enjoy the first song, 
or you don't enjoy a few songs, stick around because it's not going to be one genre. I'm not going to stick to one genre. I may be known as kind of a punk rock guy, but that's not the genre I'm going to stick to. I'm going to go through all kinds of stuff that I like. And you might like some of it and you might not like some of it. But I guarantee you over time you're going to find stuff that you like and a lot of it's going to be stuff you never would have heard otherwise. So um, I hope you'll stick with me for at least this episode and maybe more. And if people seem to respond to it, then I'll make more of them. So thank you. Okay, so to start off, um, I'm going to go with one of my favorite bands of all time. It's a band that I feel like never got the credit it deserved when it was around. And sadly, the, the lead singer of this band died at the tender young age of 37 in, uh, I believe it was 1996. So he's been gone for a while. Uh, the band was around from the late 70s throughout the 80s and into the early 90s. The band is called The Gun Club. Uh, maybe some of you are familiar with them, but I, I'm willing to bet that most of you are not. Uh, it's a hugely influential band, um, a massive influence on people like the White Stripes and uh, Jack White. Um, that would be a very popular band that is heavily influenced by them. Um, and another thing is um, uh, Billy Idol, uh, famous Billy Idol from the 1980s, who also has a punk rock background. He was the leader of the band Generation X, which was an excellent UK punk band from the late 70s. Uh, Billy Idol was a massive fan of the Gun Club. And this song we're going to listen to is one of my favorite songs of all time in any genre. And I honestly think it is one of the best songs of all time in any genre. Um, It's a song called Mother of Earth, and it is from the 1982 Miami album by the Gun Club. And a fun fact is that Billy Idol actually heard this song and loved it so much that he he told lead singer Jeffrey Lee Pierce um, of the Gun Club that he wanted to kind of uh, pay homage to it. So listen to this and tell me if you notice anything similar to the song White Wedding by Billy Idol. It's subtle, but it's there. And he's admitted, Billy Idol himself, that he was heavily influenced by this song. They're completely different genres, but you can hear it. Um, this song is kind of, even though the Gun Club is a, is was a punk band that was heavily in, influenced by American roots music, um, rockabilly, and even to a degree country, I want to say. But the it's the Johnny Cash, Roy Orbison, um, classic kind of outlaw country, uh, not the kind of country you hear on the radio nowadays. So, yeah, uh, well, I guess without any more babbling from me, this is Mother of Earth by The Gun Club. <laughs> Tell door 
Okay, so I hope you really enjoyed The Gun Club. Again, one of my favorite bands. Um, if you did enjoy that, I suggest checking out their entire discography. It, it varies uh, a fair bit in style, but it, it's the, the, the core of the band remains. The earliest stuff, uh, the, the first album, The Fire of Love, is, is much more punk rock oriented. Um, orientated, but the uh, the later stuff gets more and more in a blues direction. So it's it's all excellent stuff. I recommend checking it out. Now we're going to listen to my my favorite Australian musician, and also one of my favorite musicians of all time. Period. Um, he is a musician that I know you are all probably very familiar with. Uh, the man's name is Nick Cave. Uh, just a genius of music. Uh, I've been uh, I've been a fan of his for a very long time. I'm a fan of all of his work, going back to his uh, pre-birthday party band known as The Boys Next Door, and I really love that first Boys Next Door album, or that only, it's really the only album they made before they became The Birthday Party. It's just a really fantastic post-punk record. Then they went on to, to do the, uh, well, Nick Cave went on to, to, to do the, uh, the Birthday Party with the same people. And uh, equally excellent, but in a very different way. Very wild band. Uh, the best way I can describe the birthday party is kind of like a, almost, I would say like the Iggy and the Stooges, uh, but but less structured. Just just wild. I mean, and that's it's, it's like uh, the song L.A. Blues and Funhouse for pretty much every song. It's it's great stuff if you like if you like that kind of music. It might be a little bit too wild for some people. But then of course uh, Nick Cave went on to make Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. 
which were much more popular and still exist to this day. And they themselves have changed styles significantly over the years. Now, the song we're going to listen to is from probably my favorite or my second favorite, depending on the day, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds album. Uh, the album is called Henry's Dream, and it was released in 1992. Uh, the, the song that we're going to listen to is called Loom of the Land, and it's almost kind of a romantic song, a little more subdued. But, but very beautiful. Um, back then in, in the early 90s, Nick could really alternate quickly between the, these beautiful sounding love ballads uh, right into some really uh, lovely, nasty, uh, aggressive kind of, uh, I, I, it's hard to call it punk or whatever. You just, it, it's Nick Cave is what it is. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to listen to Loom of the Land uh, by Nick Cave from the album Henry's Dream. It was the dirty end of winter Along the loom of the land When I walked with sweet Sally Hand upon hand And the wind it bit bitter For a boy I know means With no shoes on his feet Along the loom of the lane, the mission bell was pealed from the town. Sally breathed softly in the majestic night. Oh, baby, please don't Yeah. 
Okay, so I hope you enjoyed Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, uh, a cons- very consistent, excellent band from Australia. Next up, we're gonna we're gonna change things up a little bit and listen to something that's that's not really that's what's well, not punk adjacent at all. Actually, um, it's a band called Dengue Fever, named after that absolutely lovely <laughs> viral disease, uh, mosquito-borne disease. Uh, and uh, it's found in many tropical parts of the world that I suffered from myself for a short period. Anyways, the the band is far more pleasant than the disease. Um, they they play a, a, a interesting um, style of Cambodian rock that is uh, is heavily influenced by uh, a lot of the the older Cambodian bands that were were sadly most of them um, murdered um, during the Pol Pot years in Cambodia. Um, so they they, t- they take a lot of their style from that. The, the lead singer is a is a uh, Cambodian woman, uh, and she's just a, a wonderful vocalist. And we're going to listen to this song called "Sleepwalking Through the Mekong," and I really love this song because it just kind of it, it's it's one of my travel songs because I I myself I have not yet been to the Mekong Delta or anywhere in the Mekong for that matter, but I have been to a lot of these a lot of tropical parts of Asia. And it just it really gets me in the mood to travel through, you know, jungles, take a boat up river looking for crocodiles and stuff like that. But it's a really beautiful track, uh, very different from what we've heard so far. And I believe it was released sometime in the mid-2000s, possibly 2005, 2006. But anyway, so this is the song Sleepwalking Through the Mekong by the band Dengue Fever. 
So great song, huh? Uh, just really beautiful. Uh, heavily influenced by by amazing singers like uh, Sin Sissamouth, who it was was probably the most famous Cambodian singer of all time, who sadly was murdered at some point during um, Pol Pot's reign of terror in Cambodia. Um, that he sh- he shared a faith that, that many. Singers, artists, intellectuals, pretty much anybody who had an education or even many people without an education suffered during that period. Just just horrible, horrible times. And that's what happened when you de- it's what happens when you demonize the arts, you demonize the intellectuals, and um, you demonize independent thought. But anyways, not going to get into politics here. But um, yeah, it's just very tragic and it reminds me of that. 
So now we are going to pick up the pace significantly and we're going to get a little, we're going to get two explosions of energy now. And I hope for those of you who are not into punk rock, you will get through these two songs and um, listen to the rest of the, the hour or hour plus of music we have coming. And if you do like punk rock, I hope you really enjoy these tracks. So the first one is by one of my favorite bands of all time. It's a band called Bad Religion. If you are a Californian native, you are probably very familiar with this band. But surprisingly, much of the rest of the world is not. When I mention Bad Religion's name here in Australia, I kind of get a blank stare. And even on the East Coast of the U.S., I get that. And, you know, Bad Religion have had some fairly successful successful albums that have, you know, I think one of them even broke the top 20 in the Billboard chart, which was shocking. But um, that was fairly recently, I think, 10 years ago. Uh, so this song is going to come from what is known as their Unholy Trinity, um, which was uh, three albums that were recorded in 1988, 1989, and 1990. And the albums are Suffer, uh, No Control, and Against the Grain. Um, commonly considered the band's kind of pinnacle, although I would say the band has two pinnacles. So for me, the main attraction to Bad Religion is well, are the lyrics and, uh, and the lead singer, Greg Graffin. Um, not, not to put any other members of, of the band in the, um, to a lesser degree, but, but Greg Graffin's uh, vocals are very unique. He doesn't sound like anybody else in punk rock. And most importantly for me, Craig Graffin is a scientist. He's a zoologist. He uh, has a PhD in zoology. Um, he's done a lot of work with wildlife over the years. Um, done, uh, he's done a lot of anthropological work, uh, paleontological work. So he kind of was one of the people who inspired me at a very young age to um, follow my dreams. Uh, of becoming a biologist because for a long time, um, I mean, I've always been interested in crocodiles, always been interested in wildlife, but in school, I was never great at math. Um, it was always a real kind of sticking point for me. I did great in biology. I did great in certain aspects of math, like statistics, but stuff like calculus just went right over my head. So I figured, okay, there's just no way, you know, I'm ever going to be able to be a biologist. I'm never going to be able to work with crocodiles in any scientific sense because I just I just can't do this but I talked to Greg once and he encouraged me greatly I talked to other people and they said look you you don't need to be a calculus whiz to be a crocodile specialist you just need to find your own niche and I feel like I did so um I greatly credit this band with um inspiring me to become a, a crocodile specialist and a biologist and this is honestly probably my favorite song it's a little more melodic than some of their other stuff, at least some of the stuff of this time period, but it, its meaning is great. Um, it's called What Can You Do? Question mark. And it, it was written in 1988, and it's kind of about um, the futility of fighting against forces that you can't really change and, and how, you know, sadly, you know, a, a lot of bad things are going to happen and there's not much we can do about it. Um, it was written during the Reagan years. It's probably more applicable now, you know, since we've lived through the Trump years. And God forbid we have to live through another bit of Trump years. Um, I don't want to get too political, but this isn't a science uh, podcast, so I can be a little political and I can speak my mind a little more than I can in a, a more professional 
um, setting. And so, yeah, I feel like it's, it's just more of a warning about, you know, people who get into power and make a lot of really important decisions and they don't have the expertise or the knowledge to actually be making these decisions, science-based decisions, um, all this stuff. I mean, somebody like Trump um, has no business having any say in um, any sort of regulations regarding climate change or, or anything science-related. He, he has no education in that, and, and no one that he works with or has appointed has any education in that. And this song is kind of about that. But anyways, I won't rant any longer. The song is called What Can You Do?, it's from the 1988 masterful album Suffer by the band Bad Religion. Enjoy. So you waste another day getting older and gray in the head. And you're hearing lots of story about the happy time you have ahead. There are reports of power, so you kick back and get part of a hive. And although the world rotates itself, the only thing that twists is your mind. Surprisingly, the leaders can't make any sense of it You mean nothing to the world, we're all someone else's goal But oh, what can you do? Yeah, you waste your time and you're not if you get stuck in a rock and roll bow Do you find a more rewarding to compete with Mars who are the loud? They seem to be in power so I kick back and get farther behind With their minds. You see the walls falling apart at the rest And surprisingly the leaders can't make any sense of it You mean nothing to the world, we're all someone else's fool But oh, what can you do? Okay, so I hope you enjoyed Bad Religion. Nice little burst of energy there. Uh, the next song's even more energetic, um, and it's a very, very quick song. It's only a little over a minute long. I feel I have to include this next song because it has a little bit of a... Uh, uh, I have a little bit of personal history with, with, not with the song, but with its subject matter. 
So this the band is Fear, which is a n- notoriously non-PC uh, punk band from the late '70s and early '80s. But um, it was all it's all it was all done with a wink and a nod. It's purposely purposely to offend people just to offend. So it was just just in good fun. It was a fun band uh, with a lot of really talented musicians that said a lot of messed up stuff that wasn't meant to be taken seriously. But anyways, this song is called Camarillo. And it is it is about Camarillo State Mental Hospital, which was about oh fifteen minutes from where I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California. And what many people don't know is that Camarillo State Mental Hospital eventually became California State University Channel Islands, which is where I received my bachelor's degree in biology. And so I went to college for several years at a former mental hospital and it was apparently quite an intense mental hospital and they housed some uh some pretty some pretty gnarly um people there who had some really really you know intense stuff going on and when i first got there they still had some of the kind of uh i guess questionable um devices and uh, kind of uh, reminders of, of the kind of treatment they used to give people way back in those days in the 70s. And, uh, you know, like um, you know, a lot of uh, beds with a lot of strapping on it and a lot of other, just a lot of rooms are just empty. It's very creepy. But yes, I went to school there. So this song is called Camarillo, and it is from the album The Record by the band Fear. So that was Fear with the song Camarillo, which is about my former institution, uh, California State University Channel Islands, which was formerly known as the Camarillo State Mental Hospital. And that is exactly what the song is about, the mental hospital. So I always found that very interesting. Now, it, that was the, the thing about growing up in Southern California, it was that... <laughs> A lot of uh, a lot of stuff in the media, whether it's underground stuff like punk rock or mainstream stuff, you, you you're gonna know a lot of the areas that they talk about. Especially, I grew up in an area that was very close to a lot of this stuff. So I, you know, it's just it was a very surreal way to grow up. And now that I'm living in Darwin, Australia, um, it, for me, it's it's I'm much more excited to hear it because from here, there's a place with saltwater crocodiles and stuff. And for me, those those are my celebrities, so that's what makes me excited. I know for some people that may seem crazy, but that that's just the way I am. So, um, anyways, the next uh, band we're going to listen to is yet another one of my favorite bands of all time. I figured I would 
kind of load up this first podcast with with many of my favorite bands just so you get a, a nice taste. I'm also going with some of the more accessible tracks because uh, for obvious reasons, I don't want to scare you all off immediately. So anyways, this next band is called Husker Du. I'm sure many of you are familiar with Husker Du, but if you're not, they are a they started out as probably one of the hardest of the hardcore bands in like 1979-1980. Uh, they, they played as fast as possible, um, uh, possibly due to a combination of being on speed and wanting to outdo other bands at the time. However, they quickly evolved. And they always had had more to it than what 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 you know initially seemed to be the case. They they slowly started to incorporate a lot of melodic elements, and they were big fans of the Beatles and a lot of other '60s bands, uh, '60s garage bands. And so by about 1983, roughly half their tracks were melodic tracks; the other half were hardcore. And by the mid to late '80s, that had shifted to being mostly melodic tracks. Uh, we're going, and the band also had two singers, uh, one, two, two singers and two songwriters, uh, Bob Mould and Grant Hart. Now, Grant Hart also drums, so he's a drummer and a singer, which is not an easy thing to do. And, and Bob Mould was, was one of the major songwriters, and he still makes music to this day. Sadly, Grant Hart passed away um, from cancer in 2017. It's just a, a horrible loss. I believe he was only 57 or 56 years old. But anyways, we are going to listen to a Grant Hart penned track and sung track called Green Eyes. Um, it's a very beautiful song. Um, I actually, this was the song, the song was on my wedding playlist actually for our reception. And because the song sounds romantic, and it is romantic, but it's not about what you're thinking. It, it sounds as though um, Grant Hart is singing um, to a lover, to his lover. He's actually singing about his cat <laughs> and how beautiful his cat's green eyes were, which um, uh, made me like the song even more, really, um, because uh, I know this is going to kill a lot of my uh, my reptile fans, but um, I love cats. Um, I despise outdoor cats. They do not need to be outdoor. You need to keep them indoors because they actually... They, wreak absolute havoc on the environment. They kill more lizards and, and more native species than pretty much any other invasive species there is. They need to be kept indoors. But when it comes to indoor cats, I just love them. So um, this song is called Green Eyes, and it is by the band Husker Du. And um, just for your information, Husker Du is a band that a lot of bands that you are familiar with would not exist without Husker Du. Uh, to name a few, the Foo Fighters, Nirvana, pretty much the entire early 90s alternative rock slash grunge scene would not exist without Husker Du. And all of those bands will openly admit that and credit Bob Mould, Grant Hart, and Husker Du with their entire existence. I recall um, uh, Bob Mould was telling a story about meeting um, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. And when he met Dave, Dave was like, hey, I've been stealing your sound for years. And Bob just smiled and said, I know. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. You have these bands that, that never achieved the same success as the bands they influenced. But they certainly are of a much greater influence to music than, than the bands that they influenced. So anyways, this is Green Eyes by Husker Du from the album Flip Your Wig, which was released in 1985. Enjoy. 
Okay, so the next song we're going to listen to is by the band X, who were a punk band formed in Los Angeles in the late 1970s. But unlike a lot of punk bands, uh, they were heavily influenced by American Roots music, um, uh, rockabilly, and a lot of other genres. And they're not an aggressive band. Um, They might have had a few songs that kind of edged on aggression, but, but they were much more interested in storytelling and, uh, and just song, song structure. And the, the song is called Poor Girl. It's one of my favorite X songs. And it is from the 1983 album More Fun in the New World. Now, I actually have a very fun... Uh, the, well, okay, so let me just tell you, the, the, the two lead singers and songwriters for X are um, male and female. Um, Exine Cervenka is the female singer. And John Doe is the male singer. Now, in 2006, I had the opportunity to not only meet but interview John Doe prior to a show at the Canyon Club in Agora Hills, California. I was going there to see the Rollins Band, the Henry Rollins Band, uh, newly reformed in 2006. Um, They only reformed for that one year, and then they stopped. And X was the headlining band. And so I managed to secure an interview with X, I wanted to interview Henry Rollins as well, but I didn't want to risk pissing him off <laughs> because I, uh, well, um, to put it lightly, I worship Henry Rollins, and I, I, I just didn't want to have that chance of saying the wrong thing and then ruin it for myself. Um, so I chose to interview John Doe, who I also almost, well, I really did kind of botch the interview, but he's such a nice guy that he, he let it slide, and he was really cool about it. I came in. Very young man, very unprepared. Um, I, I didn't buy a voice recorder, so I literally was writing down his answers on a piece of paper to an interview. And he kind of was laughing about it, but he was very nice about it. So to this day, I, I, I mean, even beyond his, his music, I respect John Doe as a person because he was just such a friendly guy. But anyways, um, this song is called Poor Girl, and it's from the 1983 album More Fun in the New World.
Okay, so now that we've had some some upbeat and fast songs, I'm going to slow it down again. Um, this next song is why well, I got to give yet some more background. Um, there is a German band um, that's been around since the the late 1970s um, called, I believe, this is how you pronounce the name. Um, if I get it wrong, please correct me. Um, Einsturzen Neubauten. Uh, I believe it means collapsing buildings. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, they're a quote-unquote industrial band, but probably not the industrial you're thinking of. Them, not in the um, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, um, Front 242 meld. Um, they are industrial because they use industrial instruments. And um, uh, they, they did a lot of really experimental stuff, um, especially in the 80s. Um, nowadays, uh, they... they have branched out into, and they still do a lot of experimental stuff, but uh, there's a lot more um, variation. But uh, we're not actually going to listen to a song from the band itself. We are going to listen to a song by um, one of the band's leaders, uh, Blixa Bargeld, who also happened to be in Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds for a period. Um, he had a solo album, album that he released in 2013 called Still Smiling. And it's a, it's a beautiful album, and the song we're going to listen to is one of my favorite songs of the past, uh, I guess it's more than a decade now, but it's one of my favorite songs. It was actually featured in the popular Netflix show Dark, so if any of you watch Dark, you may recognize this song, but beyond that, I don't think it um, got much radio airplay or much of anything outside the United States. It's called A Quiet Life. Um, it's a very somber, um, cold-sounding song. Um, but very, very beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it really, um, the first time I heard it, it really filled me with a lot of emotion. And then I remember I was watching that show Dark with my wife. And I was like, oh, whoa, holy shit, that's that's the Insters and Neubotten guy. I really like that song. So um, it's really cool when you find obscure stuff like that playing in, in, in a major film or major TV show. And there will be another, there will be a, one more song um on uh, today's podcast that's like that as well, but it, um, it's in a different way. But anyways, uh, this is A Quiet Life by Blixa Bargeld uh, from the album Still Smiling. Enjoy.
quiet life for me A quiet life for someone And a quiet life for me
stray again But it is a lie For me A quiet life A quiet life For me A quiet life